0: Yo, 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 welcome back to the Walk It Talk It podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Walker. Got a special guest here, Mac. I don't know your last name. What's your last uh, name? My last
1: name is Mac Bergman. Bergman. Mac
0: Bergman. I, I, that's my first time actually knowing that. I should <laughs> know that because I work with you. I should know that. But how are you
1: doing today? I'm doing awesome, man. Just got done with a workout at the gym actually pertaining to our topic today. So, yeah, I love
0: yeah. to hear it. I love to hear it. So I know this is a cliche answer or question. Tell, tell the people what you do. Tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, well, I, um, study a lot of mixed martial arts. Uh, I've been doing it for about seven years. Mm-hmm. I am by no means a professional, <laughs> but I do understand the, uh, the effects that it's had on me in my life and especially on my mental health, which is the topic of this podcast. Yeah, that's
0: why. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to get into that. Yeah,
1: man. So, uh, yeah. So I study various, uh, styles. I started off in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and kickboxing. I still kind of compete to this day. I've had seven kickboxing fights, um, in Iowa and all around Minnesota. Um, yeah, and I'm three and four.
0: I was just about to say, what's your record? Okay, three and four. Yeah. And you've been doing this for seven years?
1: About seven years, yeah. I started when I was 18. I'm, right now I'm 25 and I'm kind of excited to oh, look cool. back on this podcast to see just oh, how definitely. far I've actually Yo, come. Because, like, yeah, I'm like I'm pretty actually pretty new to this sport really? in the grand scheme of things.
0: Okay, so tell me this. So what made you decide to do kickboxing or MMA?
1: Um... I was really looking for a sport to get into outside of high school. Um, mm-hmm. I did like uh, like baseball and track a little bit. Um, we started lifting weights and I just knew it wasn't like challenging enough for me. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 mean. yeah. And so I had a couple of friends that actually had started doing kickboxing and one uh, started competition similar to what I do. And um, one of my best friends in high school just gave me the push. He's like, hey, man, should really try it out? So I uh, went to a local gym um, and started the one month trial and straight up, I I would say I fell in love with it. It was, it was, yeah, an obsession from the start. And I haven't really stopped, uh, stopped since then a couple of times due to injuries. But yeah, man, it's, I really enjoy doing it. Probably the best sport out there for me.
0: See that's interesting because so you didn't do wrestling in high school?
1: I never did. No, so that's I had interesting. I had no previous martial arts experience, and uh, it's not like you need to go in and compete, but uh, anyone can really pick it up.
0: Because usually people who like get into like the kickboxing world, like they all did like wrestling in high yeah. school, or whatever like that. So did you watch like like UFC or anything like that? Like, are you a fan of that?
1: I before am. You started before I started, no, I actually had only watched like a couple of events and stuff. But it's uh, a lot of wrestlers will go into those into the martial arts because they already have picked up on a lot of the the skills and ideas like hard work and uh, right. like a tough mentality and right. it's like a, it is the sport for them. But anyone can go into these sports into these gyms and just pick up on those same mentalities.
0: Yeah, that's true. So if any, what who what fighter do you look up to like the most? Uh, or do you like try to bounce your game off of?
1: I. Uh, There's some fighters like um, Israel Adesanya. I love that dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely one of my favorites. I love that Uh, dude. He has a persona, obviously, when he's in front of the camera, but outside of it, he's very humble. Oh yeah. uh, Very clear of mind, and he's um, yeah very precise. Um, I I base people off of like my body type. Yeah, yep. I'm a I'm a lighter guy, quite long and lanky, very tall. So like uh, studying the people who are also into my body type. That's true. Yep. Yeah, uh, Sean O'Malley. Very, very popular. Very popular. But the way he fights and moves is kind of the same way that I try to mimic myself, but with my own styles to it.
0: See, I can see that because you you do have the similar body types as them, so I can definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so with Izzy, how like that storyline to me was dope. Like, what is his name that he fought?
1: Uh, He fought Alex Pereira. Yeah,
0: so that first fight. Well, didn't they like? Didn't he lose to him before he went to the
1: UFC? Yeah, so they had fought twice before in kickboxing. Um, I believe it was in Glory, which is one of the bigger kickboxing promotions. Oh, okay. And um, Alex had beat him twice, and so when Israel made the jump from kickboxing to MMA, he was kind of hoping he wouldn't kind of follow him. But then Alex eventually did get signed to the UFC, and then it just he just won a lot. He Dude, won that's five crazy. in a row. Yeah, with Israel, there's always a storyline. He's always got a story. He wants always wants it to be interesting. He always wants people to be consumed in the storyline. And whether you love him or you hate him, uh you're you're gonna watch him. And that really just brings a lot of eyes to the sport. But it, when he's on the when he's on the camera, it is a persona outside oh, of yeah. a very humble man, very smart, very smart. Oh, he yeah, knows what he's doing.
0: You can tell. And I, I feel like that loss that he took the first time, like just made people love him even more, yeah. honestly, bro. Because that storyline to me was kind of dope. Because, like, you know, he lost the first time. He didn't, like... You know how, like, Ronda Rousey... She, like she When she went undefeated and she lost and fucking disappeared. And he's done, yeah. Dude, like, and he was just like, okay, yep, I, I lost as a champion. And then he bounced back and like got the yeah. W. That knockout. That first fight, when he, like... I, when it was in that first round, he, like, knocked him down. Wrabbled him, yeah. I'm like, damn, that should have been it right there. Yeah. yeah. They kept going, but that, that fucking time saved them. Yeah,
1: and that's uh, a huge thing. Uh, Israel's uh, mentality is super inspiring, even to oh, me. It is. Yeah. Like um yeah. Like, I've lost before. Uh, like, obviously, I have four losses on my record mm-hmm. at this point. And, and in the beginning, it was really tough. It was hard. It was something I had never, like, experienced on a in, in a big stage. Like, I had a lot of people watching me. Right. And so it was, it was new, but I also had to learn to to not take it so hard, and I had the thought immediately afterwards that I could do better. Right. I know that with if I could work harder, and I knew that I could, that I could come back and have a performance that I knew that I was capable of with my skills. Right. Okay. And I came back and I won two in a row, and that was awesome. Um, I made a right. ton of improvements. Um, sure. and then I had a just I'm just been in between wins and losses at that time. But no matter what, I mean, my last fight was in Iowa, and it was a really close one. It was a split decision. Uh, one judge thought that I won, but it, it didn't matter. I was happy as as all could be, right. biggest smile on my face. I knew I knew when I was in there that I had made large improvements that were what I needed to move forward.
0: Right. That's all. That's all it's about.
1: Yeah, man. And that's the that's really been my favorite thing about this sport. It's not about the wins and the losses. I don't need to compete. I can um, I can just train, mm-hmm. uh, and I can advance my skills, and I can see the advancements. But right. it's also really great to see other people advance around me. Like I have a we have a great team at La Bodega and Prior Lake, and it's just good people trying to advance their own skill sets and get better. It's not about money. It's not about winning and losing. Right. But we're this there having a good time in a good uh, good environment with people around you That's that good. that honestly care about you.
0: That's good. So in this, so in the fighting world, I know there's a lot of mental stuff that goes on. Yeah. So tell me, what is the feeling of when you're face to face with a person in the ring and you lose? Like, what is that feeling? Like seconds after you lose a match, like what you, what is going through your head? Because I know mm. a lot can go through your head in that time period, even leading up to that fight.
1: Yeah. But like what what goes through your head? So you'll hear a lot that. Um, the mental battle is at least half of it, right? I mean, you have the person in front of you that, you know, you're you're there to fight. But oftentimes, people are fighting themselves. And I often dealt with that. Um, I still do. Uh, It was worse in the beginning. Um, But, yeah. So, I know there's there's some fighters who go
0: into the... I know there's some... Because i heard, like, some people, some fighters, some boxers say that some of them go into the ring with this, I'm not losing no matter what. And that some of them go in the ring where it's like, there is like a chance. So, which side are you on? Are you, are you going into your matches, like, saying, like, I'm not losing no matter what? Or are you going to matches saying, like, there is a possibility or I'm just going to go in there and try my best? Like, what side are you on?
1: I always try to say that I'm going to do my best. Um, mm-hmm. Some... One of my mentors said that losing and quitting is the most readily available option.
0: Exactly. So
1: if you say, I will not lose, I cannot lose, losing is not an option. Losing is actually one exactly. of the biggest That's why I options.
0: want to ask you that because a lot of people get that. Yeah, you know, the, and it, it's
1: a beautiful thing in the sport of watching people rise above those odds. Exactly. So I love the underdogs. I'm always a big cheer for the underdogs, man. I want to see them come above everyone's expectations. Um, even if it means ruining a really good fighter's reputation. But I I love to see that, um, that rising above. And so um, I've always known that losing was an option. Uh, Some people with really strong mentalities are just like, losing is an option, I'm born to win this. And sometimes they do go out there. But if you set too high of an expectation for yourself, uh, if you come short on that, that can also affect you negatively mentally. And I mean, I know it's pretty up up to... the person i know people who lose and they're they're so frustrated they're so angry they're so disappointed in themselves and it's okay to feel that way afterwards i mean in any failure it's all right right to it's all right to feel that way but it's actually good to get the practice to bounce out of that exactly so a lot of the times yeah you'll be sad but don't stay in that mentality if you're able to practice it which actually for me going into fighting It's just practice for really tough scenarios that I face in life. If I go in there into a really tough scenario voluntarily, I will see other things in my life to be easier um, because I know that I've already gone through something really difficult and overcome it or just faced it. And getting the practice and doing that, I think, is really important and one of the biggest things that I think martial artists in general uh, like to pursue. And you don't need to fight to go into this, to have this type of mentality. Mm -hmm. Even just going into a gym, and trying classes. It's gonna do monumental things for uh, your health and your confidence, and it's gonna get you out of your comfort zone. Try something new. And uh, that'll actually help you out just trying to get to maybe something that you've always wanted to do in your life everybody has those things right you're right, like right, right. oh i've always wanted to try that but it's that it's that first step to that taking step, it bro. and you don't realize how far actually that holds you back of just taking that first step might lead you to something that maybe you were born to do made to do tried to find or right. that thing that you needed that you knew you were missing so no, even yeah. yeah i actually really like that
0: because that's one thing I actually love about the sport of bo- uh f- oh, boxing, boxing too, yeah, boxing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm kind of so I just now I would say within this year be, like st- became like a, a fan of like the fighting world, and I kind of like it because like you know how Izzy lost and it just like, you like fighting and like real world situations is like it can go cold hand like you said like it's all about that bounce back like you lost okay how you gonna handle that situation Are you gonna be moping around everywhere you're gonna be sad and just. You, it's like it's a sport about overcoming. I think. Yeah. That's what I love about that. So I'm I'm really glad that you said that.
1: Yeah. It's a it's the human spirit. I really do like that. And uh, it's pretty common for people to admire the courageous. So it's, whether it's boxing, wrestling, or performers, entertainers, anything right. like that, like everyone admires that. And you know, wouldn't it be cool if everybody kind of reached that potential? Exactly. Like who 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 knows what could happen if everyone could overcome that step and you know, and it's really right it's really beneficial to the people around you too even uh it's it's not an obligation but when people can look up to somebody else and go hey this person can do it right why can't i uh it's that's true. it's yeah, actually exactly. really honorable to be that beacon to other people mm-hmm. and you know maybe it starts off just to your friends and your family but if it expands past that man that's that's beneficial to just the people around you
0: that's very true and then i i'm i, I can almost assure that when you like became, like, became in a fighting world, like, a different, like, you saw a different side of you. Is that true?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, I, open
0: up your eyes a little bit more to different things?
1: Yeah, I, when I started, I had no intentions of, com- of competing. I did not consider myself to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. I was very small, lanky. Um, I, I grew up really sheltered, uh, like, kind of held down a lot. So I had no idea what I was capable of. Right. Um, my mentality was not, like, very expanded at all. But even just going into the gym and starting off and, you know, hitting pads or wrestling with people uh, and being kind of humbled in that sense, knowing that you're not really uh, at the top of the food chain, but you have area to grow a lot of area to learn. Um, It was crazy. And then once I started getting some skills and doing some more sparring. I decided that maybe um, anyway, I wanted to compete. A lot of my team competed and uh, I had an easy way of getting in, which it wasn't very difficult for me at the time. Right. Uh, but yeah, it definitely opens your eyes. No, uh, I bet. Even yeah. in a jujitsu competition where it's um, very, it's there's no real violence at all, it's just kind of wrestling and grappling. Like It opens your eyes to how strong Strong, another person can be, but also how strong your mind has to be to be able to push through difficult situations. Oh, I bet, I bet. and that's just beneficial. I mean, there, there's sometimes there, there's no injury at all, but it benefits you in the long run in your mind, knowing that you can overcome scenarios like this. It's mm-hmm. uh, it it does wonders for you.
0: I can imagine. So, based off the mental, so we're we're lead, leading up to a fight. Mm-hmm. You know, what is some of your preparation? What is going through your head leading up to a fight? Are you like nervous? Are you nervous at all going to your fights? Like what's the, what's the stuff before, you know, you're walking into the ring? What's your preparation?
1: Are you yeah. Doing? I mean, I'm definitely nervous. Uh, I get up in front of the crowd, a crowd in my shorts, right? uh, to go, um, to go beat up a guy. And, and then if you're not was, nervous, then you're not ready. Yeah. That's if you're, you're not nervous, like. sometimes if I tell people, I'll be like, if you're not nervous, there might be something wrong. Exactly. With you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. There's nothing so wrong with that. It's wrong. good. And that keeps you alive. That's actually very natural. Like anxiety, is quite natural it uh, oh, has yeah. kept humans alive for a long time being able to recognize like if you're in some danger or not And oftentimes I see that anxiety is what holds people back.
0: Oh yeah uh,
1: it could be from going out the front door to go get groceries like that just anxiety is gonna be there all the time
0: yeah um, a doubt.
1: the the goal isn't to get rid of it it's to work through it. Right. So I'm anxious every time. I'm an anxious person just kind of by nature.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, but
1: it actually helped me go, doesn't matter how nervous I get, I know I'm prepared, I know I can do what I have set out to do, and now it's just go do it. Will Smith would always say, um, "You can if you're scared, do it, but do it scared. Like yeah, you, I
0: know what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah. But I heard that too before.
1: And then another thing that helped me a lot too was knowing that the other guy on the other side was just as nervous. He yeah. oh, was yeah. just as scared. He is not without fear.
0: Oh, yeah. it may, he may try to make it seem like it is. Yeah. No. Nah, I, yeah. Yeah, and
1: some people will try to put on that tough face. Um, they're going to be scared too. And sometimes maybe acting tough does help you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that I'm probably not as tough as other people, but I will go in there with a smile on my face and work hard and right. defend myself. And that applies to real world situations too.
0: Exactly. It's
1: kinda of strange how that does, but it really yeah. does. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Fighter's a gladiator, like new day gladiator t- yeah. type of like type of sport. So even like the, the Conor McGregor's, the Floyd Mayweathers no matter what type of act they put up in front of the cameras, they're nervous, too.
1: Yeah, Conor like, McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, oh, and even Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. He would say that he was so scared before going into a fight. So if Mike Tyson is scared of doing what he's, he, what he's born to do, yeah. you know, it's all right to feel anxiety. It's all right to feel these emotions. Um, but, man, yeah, these are just great scenarios to practice it is. working with it.
0: That's true. That's true. And this is kind of off topic a little bit. But, you know, Mike Tyson, I heard on a podcast that he said that, all, in all his fights, he was off shrooms.
1: Mm, I believe that. That is crazy, bro. Like, right? The, I would consider him the best of all time. I think he's... I think he's one of those. I think he's up there. up there for sure. And if you can do that on a mind-altering drug... That's what I'm saying. Like, think, how do you do that like that? I would hate to... Uh, yeah, I'd hate to see him sober. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Bro, so with that... You know, you know, Mike Tyson, that heavy hitter. Heavy, heavy. hitter. So with that, how does it feel to get... Like you know, hitting the jaw, bro. <laughs> like, it's, like I feel like I couldn't do that sport just because if I get hit in the jaw bad one time, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, it's like I'm like, I'm getting mad, yeah, like, it's yeah. over with. Like, I'm
1: well, I got really fortunate, so I fight at around 135 pounds. So the guys I'm fighting are a little lighter, but they're very fast, so they do hit the kind of hard. But I mean, I don't. I've sparred heavyweights before, and they clearly aren't hitting me as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. But taking a taking one on the jaw from a heavyweight would probably be really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's shocking. It wakes you up for sure. It definitely um, brings people to reality mm-hmm. where they go, oh, I'm in a fight now. Yeah, and so, yeah,
0: yeah you been kicking, bro. How do you take the kicks yeah, like that, kicks bro? Yeah, kicks
1: too. I uh, you oftentimes people will kick harder than they can punch. I always give the example of you walk around on your legs all day. Oh, your legs
0: are the most powerful thing. Yeah, in body. yeah,
1: yeah. But if you tried walking on your hands, how long could you do that for? Exactly, maybe a minute. Right. So your legs are far more powerful than your arms will ever be, and so kicking is very, very effective. Uh, and it brings out the best in the human spirit of just toughing it, toughing it out. Oh, the dr- adrenaline sometimes, a lot of the times, will keep you from feeling things. I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and so that's why it's kind of good to have some anxiety too, because right. then I mean your adrenaline kicks in a little, a little bit better. And that I don't want to say it'll protect you, but it'll it'll make it seem like it's not as bad as it is in the moment. And it brings mm-hmm. out people's fighting spirit. Uh, that's very primal in you. I mean, oh, I, yeah. come on, how long ago was? The, the gladiators in Rome. Exactly. You know, people have been fighting since the beginning of time. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. very primal in you. And that's why it's actually good to try out martial arts, even if it's just to hit pads or a bag, because that's a primal thing inside of you that right, it, right. you don't have to really do anymore. We're not going out and fighting for survival. Exactly, exactly. We're not going out to hunt for our food anymore. So these things that are inside you that you might feel uptight or tense or right. that you need to release. And it's a horrible thing to do that. To a different person, especially exactly. in, uh, someone who can't defend themselves exactly. at all. So especially for men, but even for women, too. This is a great sport to just get your get that uh, frustration out, too. When, oh, I, when I was growing up, obviously, uh, pretty much I can't think of anyone who doesn't, who didn't have anger issues or like oh, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And I found this the kickboxing and jiu-jitsu was an amazing way for me to get that that frustration out yep, yep. nothing else has come close to it. And so that's why I think I stick with this sport and yep. why I try to encourage young men to get into it because they have that, that, that willingness to fight that, that desire, you know, there's that it, frustration. Indious. Yeah. yeah like and boring. you can't get rid of that. It's yeah, like, no. it's literally telling someone's like personality to be suppressed and nobody feels, should feel that way. Right. Right. Cause I
0: think, I think everyone should have the ability and skill to know how to fight because you never know when you're going to have to defend yourself.
1: Exactly. And I mean, and the other the other side of that is maybe not maybe you definitely are worth defending.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: You know, you are something special. Everybody is. You were meant to be here for a reason. Exactly, And there's something that you have to give to the universe that wasn't here before you showed up. And so that's also a responsibility that you have to yourself to take care of yourself, protect yourself, but also to the people around you. Um, you should be able to feel as if you can defend exactly. the people around you, exactly. that you're not just going to sit there and take whatever happens. Exactly. Really. You know, I mean, when I'm with my friends or even my girlfriend, like I feel a personal ro- responsibility to be her protector and to watch out for her. But then she also is now getting into jiu-jitsu and kickboxing and she feels a responsibility to protect herself even and giving her the the affirmation that she's even Mm -hmm. that she's worth defending so that's an amazing thing to send out to the people around you at our gym at la bodega we've been doing a ton of women's self-defense classes one of my best friends um samantha she does what's called trauma informed martial arts where women can go work with other women who have survived either domestic abuse or any kind of abuse. Oh, really? Yeah, and they can, they can work on the skills that they need to defend themselves and also with the people who are like-minded. And it's um, a no-pressure. Uh, it's meant to encourage people and build them up and give them the skills to defend themselves if anything were to ever happen again. And not only was it going to give them skills for the future, but it reaffirms that they're worth defending. And also gives them the confidence and the freedom that maybe they had at one time, and right. they felt that they had lost. And it's really, really great to to watch that in action. I feel like that's something oh, that's that really lacks thing. in our society.
0: That's definitely a great thing. And because I remember um, when UFC was first became a thing, there like America did not want it to be a sport because yeah. everyone sees it. It is a gory sport. Don't get me wrong. Like it's it's a gladiator. It's new day gladiator yeah. type of sport. But like like you just said, like with the whole women thing, like. It can be a good side of it, too. Like, I see, like, Jake Paul has this, like, this thing called boxing bullies. Like, it's a good, like, the fighting sport, it's a good thing at the same time. Like, because you, like I said, everyone needs to know how to defend themselves. So, so that's, I, I. didn't think that I didn't know that was a thing. What you said about the you know the women abuse and all that—that's a great thing. I actually really like that.
1: Yeah, and that I I feel like that should have been more popular longer ago. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: A doubt.
1: Whether it's like Jake Paul's foundation, he says boxing bullies. Yeah, boxing like bullies. Like a lot of people will get into the sport because I, they were bullied or abused. Exactly. yeah. And uh, there's two sides of the coin to this sport. There's the competition side and then the sports side of it. Right. I mean, the competition side. I don't encourage people to get into boxing, kickboxing, MMA at all. That's a personal decision that each person needs to make on their own and informed with their coaches and maybe even a doctor. But yep, the yep. sports side of it, I think, is where more people should gravitate to. But I also feel that the the competition side is what scares a lot of people away.
0: Because yep, yep.
1: Uh, like you'll go to some gyms and it will be like, oh, a lot of meatheads, a lot of big competitive guys. And that's where you should do your research in the gyms that you go to and check out um, if there's kids' classes, women's classes, regular kickboxing, if they're a competition gym or not. Right. So you might go to one gym, and that might put a bad taste in your mouth, but that doesn't actually uh, account for what all the gyms are in your area. Right. So if they do offer some kind of competition class or something like that, Mm -hmm. that's great, but that's not what you need to be doing or what you should be doing as a beginner
0: right and I bet you can speak for this yourself but hey just because a person big don't mean they can fight yeah hey, he man a lot of people think just because they see like a gym rep swole dude they, oh he's gonna be mine yeah. but hey yeah. because he big he might have power but doesn't mean he can fight like you said, Sean O'Malley, skinny scrawny dude, but he got some power. He, yeah. He's a good fighter.
1: Israel Adesanya Is too. He? He's really skinny for his weight class, but it's a it's a utilization of skills and tactics that exactly, yeah. goes far. Like I said, I'm a smaller guy. Um mm-hmm. but I've Submitted larger guys before in sparring. I beat up larger guys. I've won against larger opponents. I fought a guy who weighed about 170 pounds. Oh shit! And I weighed about 135 that night. That's and I, pretty crazy. Yeah, one. and I went out and I beat him up all three rounds, and that was really interesting to see. And that really gave me a lot of confidence that oh, these do work. Right. And yeah, so that was really that's really cool to see. And so uh, that gives people back their confidence, like we were saying about like um, like the bullying boxing for bullying. Um, that gives people the confidence that they can defend themselves. It doesn't matter if you're short or scrawny or, you know, not the best shape. But you can learn the tactics to defend yourself. And it's not getting in a fist fight. Oftentimes it is manage your distance and try to run away Mm -hmm. or tie up their arms so they can't punch you. And that's what jiu-jitsu is great for. Jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is one of the more popular martial arts, but it involves no striking at all. Not a single strike is used really? in the martial art, and it is actually considered one of the most effective. I, I think that's really awesome. And yep, yep. we teach that to a lot of kids, a lot of women, a lot of men. Um, and, yeah, no striking at all. It utilizes um, leverage and submissions through using your own body on someone else's body.
0: Oh, yeah, that's definitely good. like I like the grappling side of it. Yeah,
1: that's- and it, it's, it's a lot safer and... Like we, we see how people deal with a lot of like legal issues. If you get into a fight and you hit somebody, they could sue you. Yep. If you break a tooth, they could sue you. Right. And so, and you could even hurt yourself. You could break your hand. Right. Right. And so, like getting into a fist fight is never the best option. Mm-hmm. If you, if someone grabs you and you need to protect yourself from them, you can grapple your way through it, grapple your way out of it, break the grip, and run away. Yeah, I, cool. I have never been in a street fight. I don't intend on being mm-hmm. ever in a street fight. Right. I'm able to recognize when people are getting aggressive with me and then distance myself from yeah. them. Um, I will never try to fight anybody in the street. If I I will run away, gladly run away. Uh, mm-hmm. There's tons of... I respect I, that you
0: can say that, though. Because I, I remember, I don't know if you've seen that clip with uh, Jake Paul and everybody was like to jump him.
1: Yeah. And he started running. Everyone started giving him
0: shit for Yeah. That. I'm like, bro, But that was the smartest it's thing. It's like 20 dudes running at you. Yeah. Like, are
1: going to try to fight all of them? Yeah. They could... They could Kick you on your butt and smash your head into the concrete. Oh you yeah! You know yeah, they yeah. twenty guys versus one. That was honestly that the best. Move. Yeah, exactly. And I'll who's to say thing. if he doesn't, you know, knock one of them out that they don't turn around and sue him? That's Jake Paul. He's got a lot of money, right? Right. So and I'm sure that's what they wanted. But oh, even even people that I admire, um, I don't know if you, if you know who Jocko Will- Willenick is.
0: No, I do not know. Uh,
1: like David Goggins, even those people, like they're tough tough guys mm-hmm. they're navy seals mar- mixed martial artists oh, um, man, high yeah, level yeah. very skilled and I watched a clip yesterday of Jocko saying if I would ever get someone where ever approach me I'd run mm-hmm. I admire the hell out of Jocko oh, yeah, he's yeah. he's a massive man could easily take out people he's a navy seal he's been doing it for a long time and he says he'd run away yep, and see? he'd run every time but he said it changes as soon as they grab you and I say the same thing too mm-hmm. I'm I'm you're okay if you want to call my mother names, go for it. If you right, want to call right. me names, <laughs> right, I'm right. all right that. I have the humility to be to not take offense to it. Right, right. But as soon as you touch me, or as soon as you try to grab me, it's on. Yeah,
0: it's over. I, that it's on. Yeah. It's so
1: on, yeah. and I, yeah, I was at a concert the other night too, and I was like, I'm fine if these guys want to fight that are around me. Right. But if they hurt my girlfriend, it's on. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I no, need. I, I, I have that. to. Hey. I have to put my foot down and say that's the line and you crossed it.
0: There's nothing wrong with that because like, like you said, bro, like me personally, like you really, like you see, I'm a chill dude. Yeah. But you really have to like push my buttons yeah. to like get me to that point and once you cross that line, like you said, there's wraps. Yeah, like, man. There's
1: And I, I do believe everyone has, I would say the monster, a monster or the sword in them. Everyone has the propensity oh, yeah. for violence. No matter
0: how nice you are, yeah. no matter how sweet you are.
1: Yeah, everybody does and um, I think that the people I admire the most are the ones who have the sword but keep it sheathed. Yep. That are capable yep. of violence and but yet never use it until it is needed. Right. And that's the a lot of the people I spend my time around are the people at the gym who I know are very skilled, who I mm-hmm. know could even outskill or outwork me. And yet they just keep it keep it together and they keep it under wraps. Under stressful situations too. Fighting can get stressful, sparring can get stressful, life gets stressful. And it actually teaches you to stay composed right. and think, all right. What's the best way to do it while you're in a st- stressful situation and not lose your mind to keep your composure and to do what's right?
0: I feel it. I feel it. So let me ask you this: So, what type of fighter are you? Are you a are you a striker? Are you a grappler? Ground? Like what um, type of submission? What type of what what's your main thing? Without you know, I don't want to like expose your fighting. Like yeah, no worries. Your opponent is your I'm predominantly, like- I'm
1: predominantly a striker. I started doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when I first started off, and okay. that was that was awesome. I really did like it. Um, I picked up faster on striking, and uh, my body type is definitely advantageous to mm-hmm. what I in kickboxing. Um, I'm trying to work my way into MMA. Um, I have good grappling skills, and um, yeah, the striking helps a lot on the ground as well, uh, whether it's in ground and pound or certain situations. Um, right. But I've got some. I've got some slick submission skills. I don't like to. I don't like to grapple a whole lot, but I definitely have. Um, Submissions and positions that I like to get to that I'm mm-hmm. that I'm very proficient with. So eventually, I'd love to move over to MMA. I feel like that's more cha- definitely more challenging and closer to a real world fight or self defense situation.
0: Right now, I heard you say earlier. So you had a girlfriend. So how long have you guys been dating?
1: We've been dating for over a year now. Okay. Um, I've been doing this. It's my obsession, and she's, she's definitely been picking up on it and doing yeah. really well with it. She recently started doing kickboxing classes and self-defense classes at La Bodega uh, while I'm doing a regular class or lifting weights or something like that. And she's really picked up on it. She does really, really good. good. And she enjoys it a lot. I mean, just as a workout. She, uh, She does not have any intention to be a fighter at all and I tell her please don't please don't but she has a great time with the other women that are there Uh, we have about 10 women that go there and do um, whether it's kickboxing uh, we have a class called kickfit Mm
0: -hmm. uh, where it's it's like kickboxing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. even
1: Xavier even Xavier was gonna do it too Um, I met Uh, one of our coworkers there, Jordan, very, very big man. And uh, I did not know he was that big. (laughs) And he said that it was one of the more, one of the more challenging classes he's done in his life. But at the same time, uh, there's like, um, women who are in their forties and fifties who are barely getting a sweat going. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. It's a, it's another level. Uh, but it's a great workout. Honestly, I find it to be more fulfilling and satisfying than any weight, any running, um, any weightlifting routine, um, and anything like that, but you know, at most gyms there will be weights as well. Um, a lot of most gyms that I go to offer some kind of yoga or stretching or strength and conditioning. I do want to try
0: yoga. I'm not gonna lie, just because I need, I want to get more loose like, yeah. as a person.
1: Oh, it's so great. Oh man, Cause I'm
0: pretty. I'm I'm a pretty stiff person. Yeah, but like I can like I'm obviously, like not too stiff because I, I play football yeah. weekends. But like I, and I stretch before I go to the gym and stuff like that. But like I, I really want to get into that yoga world. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing too is that first step where it's like, oh man, I want to try no, yeah, yoga. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's been available to you exactly. forever, that's but true. you just yeah, never, never taken that jump. And yeah, once I did that, I was it made a big difference. Yeah, lots, very great stretching, very great, very relaxed. And
0: that's yoga is at the gym at that gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Wednesday mornings we have yoga. Um, we have an instructor come in other times as well. But yeah, even in general, just, yeah, just check out yoga. <laughs> Yo, yeah,
0: that's that's dude. I, I need to, bro. I want to so bad. I want to be more flexible. Yeah. I want to enter the. Do I'm just I'm just too stiff as a person. Yep. I work out way too much to be this stiff as I am. Yep. It is not fun. But have your girlfriend ever been to one of your fights?
1: No, she has not. Um, we've been together for about a year. My last fight was about a year ago, uh, in Iowa. So okay. Yeah, she has yet to be go to one. And there's been a lot of things in my life currently. You know, mm-hmm. I I had to deal with some injuries and life changes, and finishing college was big, and so. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty challenging for me to get back to fighting, but um, yeah, we're gonna do it really soon. We just got done with a tournament in Iowa. Uh, one of our fighters, Kelly Savota, mm-hmm. won a belt. She cleared out her division. She's four oh, really? zero now. Uh, really good fighter. Really great group of people. Um, got one of my best friends uh, at the gym, Samantha. Uh, we got Danny, Kelly, Mitch. Uh, all these people. Just uh, yeah. we went to a different state, a different state. That's hard for people to do. Yeah, yeah. and um, go down there and challenge ourselves and. We got some wins and we got some losses, but we held our heads high in the wins and the losses and stayed humble in both. So it's great to see people advance and work hard. They didn't have to do it. They um, they didn't get paid for it either. They actually had to pay to enter into this tournament. Really? And I think that shows levels dedication. of their character yeah, and yeah, yeah. And dedication. Um, they don't get paid. They didn't have to do it at all, but they just have a desire to work hard and a love for the sport. And those are some I admire them the most. Uh, It takes a lot to put your kids or your life to the side a little bit um, to do what you want to do.
0: Oh, yeah. And then you said, you brought up injuries earlier, so what caused injuries or what happened with that?
1: Uh, well, a year ago, I strained both of my LCLs in a fight, um, the outside tendon on both of my knees.
0: I was just about to say, what, the, what where is that? Yeah, so LCL. everybody, kn-
1: everyone's heard of the ACL. ACL yeah. yeah, that's the inside tendon um, going in the middle of the yep. knee, but the LCL is the one on the outside of your hip on both sides. I don't oh. remember the name of the inside one. One of them came in training and the other one came in the middle of the fight. I got kicked really hard in the knee. Just, just a great location for him to kick me, and it's I'll just, it is what it is. Did you it, finish the fight? I did go. Th- I did finish the fight. Oof. I did finish the fight, but the adrenaline helped out a lot with it. Dude, so, that's crazy. Yeah, bro. and you know, I lost by split decision. So, like, it's kind of nice to think that one person thought that I won, uh, even though I was I was pretty hurt going going into it already, and then hurt some more in the fight just from the strikes. Right. But you know, you, we rise above it and push through and that helps in life too i go oh man going grocery shopping really sucks but it's not fist fighting oh, you know yeah, so true, like true, it gives true, you true, a perspective true, yeah. of like of uh, what's really difficult you right. know i mean if you know that you have endured difficult things it makes regular things seem easy
0: yeah i can see that Some of you guys today, so we that, so we're all honest to you have you ever been
1: knocked out before? I have. I've been knocked <laughs> out once. At least you. I'm,
0: like, I'm glad you're honest about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm no professional by any chance. I will never claim that I'm the toughest man. Uh, <laughs> I got knocked out once in my fourth fight. Yeah, in 45 seconds. Oh, uh, man, How and, was
0: that, bro? Like, how was... how? Because I've never been knocked out before. How, like... What is that feeling? Oh, like? it was
1: crazy. I didn't really feel anything. Like I, I, remember seeing stars and kind of coming to coming to flat on my butt, and the oh, ref was good. looking at me in the face, and he as he's waving his hands above his head, calling off the fight, and I knew what had happened. I, I, I knew there was no other way that I could have blanked out and woken up on my butt. Uh, and my friends and my family were there. There was um, we were fighting in Nizen Sports Bar in Savage, Minnesota. Uh, I think this was in December of 2019. And all of my friends and family, um, just tons of people in the bar. And I'm like, yeah, I just, that just happened. (laughs) Yeah. So, and that was, that was very humbling for me. I think that, um, that that brought me to another level of humility of like, yeah, that happened. You can't deny it. There's witnesses. And it's like, I just smiled, shrugged it off. We were back in the gym a couple of days later. I got like a medical suspension too. I Mm -hmm. had a concussion. Oh, really? Yeah. But. So that 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 one really taught me a lot. So
0: hey, just like real life man like like you say I humbled you some things we need to do in life we need to get we need a little humble I think every person needs a little bit humbling yeah. if you haven't been humbled yet because it just strains you out a little bit mm-hmm. you know makes you get back on track if you get a little cocky you get a little You know, arrogant. Mm -hmm. I think some people need a little bit humble in their life sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely, especially if you've never gone through anything difficult before. Exactly, exactly. You can see, maybe you think that you're, you know, all about it. But, yeah, until you really test yourself, you don't know what you're made of.
0: No, that's without a doubt. So, tell me this. So, what is, like, the mental side of that? You, You know, like you say, you're in front of your friends, your family, you get knocked out, like... What is going through your head? Oh, uh,
1: that was tough. <laughs> <What> I, de- <laughs> I dealt with a head? lot of depression during that time. Um, I get really bad seasonal depression. I'll say that out loud. Um, and so and that fight was in December, too. So, yeah, like, in front of all then? these people, um, you know, it was it was tough for me to deal with. But, yeah, I, I always knew that afterwards, even though that that one had gone poorly, I'm like, I know I can do better. Right. And so I had good support around me. I was able to bounce back, and then COVID started pretty shortly after that. Um, like I said, this was in December of 2019, so the gyms were shut down. I, you know, didn't have really a place to go to mm-hmm. to alleviate my stress. So I set up a, a garage gym. I got a heavy bag and some oh, weights really? okay. and some mats, and just set up in my garage and um, worked out whenever I needed to. And you know, but I was really missing that social aspect. And I think everyone went. Was as well, um, but that's where I would go to socialize. Mm-hmm. You know, is at the gym. A lot of I would say my closest friends are the people that I work with at the gym a lot. That's so, dope. That's
0: dope.
1: Yeah. So that was that was an interesting time in everyone's life. So yeah, just um, no, it
0: definitely was. But know, it, I, I
1: mean, and even during the pandemic, it was it was good to help, good to get practice working through these things, right? And finding different ways to uh, to cope with what you're feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. So. I never. I always ask every guest I have on this podcast this question. On a scale from 1 to 10, where is your mental and where is your physical?
1: Hmm. Um, I would say um, my physical health is probably around a 7 or an 8 and probably my mental health around a 7 or an 8. Uh, I do great in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I, I am outside all the time. I love hiking, running, climbing. I love to climb. I love to climb. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is really where I do the best. Um, and physical health every every day i tried to just be better i mean i i look from where i've started when i was 18 years old and I, people would tell me that i was as thin as a tr- um a railway stake so, <laughs> and funny. i i was very skinny i didn't That's i funny. was not the most conditioned athlete and i've i've put on a lot of weight since then um i meal prep every week so every week i'd like to think that i'm doing i'm doing better so i'm nowhere near where i'm going to be i can tell you that if I keep up what I'm doing for the next Mm -hmm. for shoot, the rest of my life. That I mean, barring any like really bad injuries that I've I've been setting myself up for for health and success in the future. And that's where I like to um, I like to look forward to the future. Looking back doesn't do a whole lot for me, but looking to the future right. is very hopeful. Like I don't want to say I'm good now because I'm only 25. Right, right. You know, I'm just I'm literally just getting started, mm-hmm. and so um, it's really hard for me to project even where I'll be going. Right. Do you think creativity I don't. No, I, I don't. I think you should. I
0: think that will be good for you.
1: You're, you're spot on. So a lot of the times, though, we talk about cutting weight in the sport. And oh, creatine holds yeah, on to water. Yeah, and, you know, and for a normal person, I, yeah, probably yeah, take creatine. I forgot about that. But, you know, for if you're strange like me or the people I hang out with, yeah. um, we try to let go of water sometimes a lot of the time. It's pretty mm-hmm. rare, though. Um, but I should start taking creatine. I like to try to be a little—I don't want to say natural. I don't like to take a lot of supplements. I, I eat a lot of vegetables and fruits and proteins, mm-hmm. and that's been doing very good things for me. But yeah, I should—I should, I should yeah. do more supplements.
0: I don't because I don't take creatine either. Because I'm, I'm kind of on the side like you on the
1: only thing I take
0: is I take some vitamins mm-hmm. and I take some protein. So like, that's that's all I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah.
1: We, we lack a lot in vitamins. I know that a lot of people will definitely. I mean you're supposed to have them in your body. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, so even taking your vitamins, even if it's like an adult Flintstone gummies, you know, it's better than nothing, and it, yeah, it'll help you out a lot. A lot of um, a lot of stuff stems from lack or deficiency in certain vitamins. Oh,
0: definitely. definitely. No, though, that's a big key. And so while we're on the topic, so what is your diet? You know, when you're about to train for a fight, what's, like your, what's your diet? Um like right. what do you like how strict are you Like, uh,
1: I don't like to be very strict on it like I said I'm not a professional uh, my paycheck doesn't depend on it oh, yep, um, yep. I will say though I'm very professional at making weight um, when we agree to a weight on a fight mm-hmm. I can guarantee you I'm going to be on point no matter what so um, I always have a plan starting about a month out from a fight of how I start to tweak my diet I'll start to reduce um, carbs and salts and sugars a lot of those things will hold on, to, hold on to water, especially sodium. Sodium will hold on to water uh, or absorb it. Um, and then I'm always just eating lots of vegetables, lots of proteins to fuel myself correctly. Even at work, um, I'll go into work and I'm still eating chicken, mm-hmm. chicken yep, and so yeah, kale. I love, I love chicken and kale. I'm kind of weird. I really, <laughs> really love kale. Um, my sister in the summertime grows really, really good kale. So uh, I'll eat a lot of that. And that's what keeps me fueled throughout the day. And then at night, I'll try to mix up my proteins. You know, if I had chicken um, in the afternoon, I'll probably try to have beef at night, or flip it around and try to keep things interesting. Uh, Me and my girlfriend, we love to cook a lot. Uh, We make a lot of eggs. We did like stuffed peppers the other night. That was really good. Um, So yeah, so she's a she's a really good cook. So she'll oftentimes grab something that maybe I'm overlooking or haven't tried yet,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, I'm not really picky. I'm just bland. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So she'll she'll try to spice things up like that, and that's been really helpful for me. Is so. your
0: girlfriend white too? Yeah.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's a really good cook, so I'm not no, judging. No, no, not at all.
0: If you say you're bland, that kind of that kind of yeah, head, yeah. I, at least I, she's I, learning. At least she's learning. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. At least so, she's not adding
0: to the stereotype,
1: right? <laughs> at least
0: she's not adding to the stereotype.
1: But yeah, so then as I get closer to a fight, about two weeks out, um, I'll stop eating like rice, um, and mm. switch it out for like couscous or quinoa, just yep, for less carbs. Yeah, less carbs, mm-hmm. less carbs. And then um, I don't I don't cut a whole lot of water weight. So it'll be a couple of pounds. So I'll prepare my body to expel some water. Um, we'll start water loading and then reducing the amount that you drink about a week out. And then, um, yeah, so like no creatine right, either, right, right. no creatine. And then good proteins. I'll eat like a lot of spinach during that time because it's super light and filled with water. So it'll make you feel like you're full. but exactly you know, yeah, yeah. But it's not exactly as dense as something else. So, and then... Day of weigh-ins, cut a couple of pounds in water weight, super easy. That's just, uh, we put on, um, it's called sweet sweat. It opens up your pores really nice, gets you you a sweat going. And um, then you put on a sauna suit and some layers, sweat out a couple of pounds of water, and then you're right on on point. I don't recommend that really for anybody. Yeah, so wrestlers wrestlers brought that into martial arts Mm -hmm. of having a size advantage over their opponent. And it's caught on a lot. Um, I don't want to say I was encouraged to do it, but I also see the benefits of it too. I ach- I actually feel really great even totally. afterwards, which is kind of weird. Some people will deplete themselves, man, and this is I think should be straight up illegal. Is <laughs> is um, cutting 30, 30 pounds, forty pounds? I've heard nightmare stories of forty to fifty pounds, and oh, which that is, is
0: that and, that doesn't sound good. Yeah,
1: and people have died before during weight cutting, and what is now being encouraged and done in the high levels is doing hydration testing so that people aren't doing that and weigh-ins, having people weigh in in the weeks and months leading up to a fight. Right. And that makes it more fair for everybody, right? Everybody, when they compete, would like to have some kind of a level playing field. Right? It's not always going to be that way. I always say in a street fight, you're never going to be like, hey, man, before we scrap, what's your weight, jiu-jitsu rank, And professional records. Like, you're not going to be able to do that. So sometimes it's actually, like, it's okay to be able to do that. But when it comes to, like, a competition of really any kind, you want to ensure a level playing field.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: So I don't like to cut a lot of weight. Um, I will eat really cleanly so my body feels as best as I can. And then uh, just kind of bring down those one or two pounds because I'll fight at around 35, but if I'm sitting around 137... You know, clearly I'm not on weight, so you need to find... So there are ways to cheat your body really quickly. And so for a couple hours, I'll weigh 135, but then I'll drink water, Mm -hmm. um, refuel, get good food in me to be able to fight the next day. And then I'll be back up to about 140 maybe. Right. But a lot of the dangers, too, in cutting weight, especially water weight, is that the water around your brain is the last thing to... Fill up. I mean, if we're talking about gravity, right? When you start drinking water and it's filling up, and your body is getting more in it, that protection cushion of water that's around your brain and your skull, which is the thing, it's the last thing to uh, to be replenished, right? Okay, and that's what you want to protect is your head. Um, True. I mean, I think important. Yeah, in this sport, like even though like boxers, they will take a lot of damage. I try to be long and lean. Um, just so that I don't take a lot of head or damage. CTE. Yeah, that's that's really bad. And yeah. um, like I said, I can walk away from this sport, but some people have just been in it for a long, long time. Yeah. And CTE, and we, we're going to hear a lot about that in the next 20 to 30 years because oh, yeah. just the amount of research that people have been doing on it mm-hmm. and now the the amount of people now that are have been boxing or fighting for a long time, we're going to be able to figure out um, just how just how deep that goes. Exactly, yeah. And not only in fighting, but any contact sport, whether it's football or, like, lacrosse or rugby or something like that. Uh, even wrestling, too.
0: Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how that's going to look in the future. Yeah. Even with football, like, that's a big thing on football right mm-hmm. now, too, is because of the head-to-head hits. Yeah. They're trying to do everything to, like, help that out with, like, cushions inside the helmets and doing, like, steadies. But that, that's one, CT is one scary thing. That, that can really, a lot of people are saying Antonio Brown has it. Mm. Which I don't know if he has that or not, but I think that's just he's just off. But <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, some people are just yeah, a little weird. Yeah, you he know? just uh, he's just off. But I heard you brought so you brought up work a bunch of times. So for the people who don't know. We we are both welders, so we both work at the same job. So I'm only really asking you. So how do you like you know welding? And you went through the school and all that. Mm. What made you get into welding?
1: Um, I started welding when I was 14 years old. I took a shop oh, really? class in high school um, and just really enjoyed it. Um, my teachers told me I was good at it, and I kind of I really latched onto it. Um, I've, I was really I really like STEM stuff, so science, technology, all engineering, right. math. I was always good at those things. I was never a creative writer or a person who was really interested in like philosophy or right, like right. A, even an office job. I just knew right away I'm like, this is not my cup of tea
0: yeah so
1: um I took shop classes all throughout high school uh really, really liked it. I took about a year or two off after high school just to just to collect myself and mm-hmm. figure out what I wanted to do and I actually kind of credit a little bit of that break to finding martial arts. <laughs> I was right, right. I was training way more than I, than I um, would have had the time to go to college. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally did go to college, um, I went to Hennepin Tech for welding and I oh, went to Hennepin? I, thought, yeah.
0: I thought you would say DCTC.
1: Nope, nope I went to Hennepin Tech. I really did like that school. It was very, very good. They gave me a lot of a lot of tools that I need and still um, are gonna utilize for a long time. But when I went to school, I stopped training. I knew that if I would be training and going to school at the same time, I'd always pick training. Mm-hmm. And that's just not a good recipe for to be successful. And I knew that this career was gonna last far longer than went fighting. Long
0: time, yeah. It was gonna
1: last longer than fighting. So I knew I needed to invest in the right areas. And that's also something that that just martial arts taught me as well. Is like, hey, if you need to prioritize what you're doing to be a better version of yourself.
0: Exactly. Yep. A so, lot of people me, they need to hear that part what you just said. Because that's what a lot of things, that's where a lot of people lack is they prioritize the wrong things. Yeah. And not what's right in front of them. Yeah.
1: It's that short term gratification exactly, over, yeah. over the thing. It's like, you know, like eating broccoli when you're young, you know, even carrying that into your adulthood. It's yeah. like it's these long term things that are going to actually help you out in the long run over, you know, what you want to do. And that could be anything for me. It was martial arts. For other people, it could be video games. I know that that's a huge thing now in our in, in my life and in our society. Yeah, oh, yeah. Huge distraction. People
0: making millions from yeah, right? playing and playing video right? games all time. And day. just, you
1: know, we're staring at our phones and our computers all the time, and we don't realize how much time we're actually, I wouldn't say wasting, but, like, you could be doing something that is beneficial.
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. That's
1: going to help you in the long run. So Definitely. going to school was great for that. Uh, that's actually what landed me my job currently at BTD. Mm-hmm. Um you know, with some moving and maneuvering, I was able to get to the welding department. But, uh, yeah, I see that as, as, my, as my career, as my future. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to obviously be at BTD forever. Yep, yep. I do have plans to um, excel and do other things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, welding is very hard on the body. Yeah, <laughs> that's, as, that's where I'm leaning towards. Yeah, now. Like, yeah. So I, I tell I'm all like, my
0: friends that, yeah. Very hard is that well and it's very hard. It and yeah. those fumes that we breathe in. Yeah.
1: And it's it also shows some of the character of the people there too. Like it's hot, it's sweaty, it's hard work, yeah, but like they're yeah. still gonna come in every every day, Monday through Friday. Yep. So uh, it pays very well, but you know I'm.
0: That's, what we trying, that's, yeah, what I, that's exactly, why we do it. Trying, yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, you know, I'm trying to to move. I don't want to say I'm trying to move to an office position, but man, an office position in this kind of in this field does sound a little nicer. The, the AC,
0: yeah, not, that, that
1: air conditioning all the time is really nice.
0: Because like, cause we have AC at our job. For people listening, but like we're in Weldon, so it's hot. Yeah. it's hot outside. It's gonna be hot in there. That we're in front of fire all day, so that's gonna be hot. And then. We have to wear layers because we can't really not wear layers because then we're going to burn ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, like you say, it's a hard feel. I'm not going to lie. It gets hot, sweaty, lifting all day. So it definitely, definitely brings out the toughness out of you. Yeah.
1: And then that, like, that carries over in MMA for me, too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I learned those skills before getting into the, into the field. So, exactly, like, yep. I knew it's going to be hard, but, like, I'm going to do it with a smile on my face exactly, because, yep. because I know I have to.
0: And that's actually one thing that I forgot to say to you that I love that I love about you because I've never seen you mad at work, never seen you crabby. You always come in with a smile on your face. I love that, bro. Because there's a lot because you, as you know, there's some people at their job that's like it's the total opposite. Yeah. There's only a few few of us that that are like you, and, I, and I'll say me and myself yeah, too. Yeah. 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 You too. Yeah, and they're just like I, that because I I that's the people I like talking to at work more. People like you that have a smile on their face coming in. You know, not crabby. I think because we're both on the younger side, that's c- probably why we have that. That's
1: probably <laughs> we're why we- not jaded by life yet. You no, know? yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I, we don't have like, the kids and like the family to worry about. But, right. Yeah, a lot of the, I, that's one thing I actually respect about you. You mm-hmm. know, You don't. You come in for a good attitude, a good head on your shoulders.
1: Yeah, and I, ugh, man, I can't can't stop talking about this stuff enough. But yeah, I'm able to get my frustrations out, like. I have frustrations, you know. I yeah, have, yeah. you know. Everybody, yeah, as, does. as like, everyone does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not unnatural, and so um, I just have a really good outlet for it, um, and I have great people around me too. So even at the gym and even at work, like mm-hmm. you, Xavier, Jace, um, other people uh, in other areas of the building, right? And those, yeah. Like I said, nobody, nobody wants to talk to the guy who's got, you know, the big go away on his forehead oh no, yeah you know? exactly yeah you know if you if you smile at somebody or tell a joke to them or just be nice to them, that could change the trajectory of their day even i'm sure they get tons of stuff from tons of crap from other people um everyone can be upset or mean it's very right, right. it's very easy to do what's hard is to choose to have a good attitude and be kind to other people.
0: Exactly. So exactly.
1: It, it sounds really cliched, but it's it's actually it's pretty c- pretty it's crazy true. how much of an impact it makes on the just the people around you.
0: Oh it does, cause at the end of the day, yeah, it's work is work. So like I mean, like what I like I don't mind not I don't like come to work dread I don't dread going to work because well and it's not a bad skill to have, mm-hmm. you know, I got my stuff, you know, I'm listening to my music yeah. on the low key side. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure I have people not listening, I got my headphones on. But that's that's one of the reasons why you always like catch me like even like making like Black jokes against you and stuff <laughs> like that. Because I'm just like, bro, you got to make the day interesting. I yeah. always walk around cracking jokes with people yeah.
1: at work. You know, just got to keep the day, the day a little spicy. Exactly. It definitely makes things interesting. You know, nobody wants to go to their job and hate it.
0: Oh, yeah, no. You know,
1: no. I, I like just being able to put my head down and do my work and do something that I enjoy doing. Right. You know, have my music playing.
0: That's what's nice about welding. Yeah. You know, it's, we're both in our own... You got real like no one, no one bothers us that much. Yeah. We're doing our own thing, listen to our music. It's definitely like as hot and like hard work it is, it's definitely like chill at the same time. Yeah. Because like, you have your own station.
1: I I had I, I've had jobs working directly with people all the time. It was mm-hmm. very draining. I knew I didn't like it. Uh <laughs> from a young age. I knew oh, yeah. I wanted to, to build stuff, um, and to do um to do good things. And so Uh, Yeah, I knew when I was doing those jobs that I just I did not like it was not for me. Yeah, I'm a hands
0: on person. Yeah,
1: yeah, me too. And but I noticed as soon as I transitioned over to to PTD and actually got into my field that was noticeably happier, uh, noticeably Mm -hmm. just more content with life and my job. It was nice. It was nice not going to work and hating it and nice going home and not hating my day.
0: Exactly. Yep. Yep. So I'm gonna wrap. I'm gonna wrap this up with this question. What is one of the greatest advice someone has told you, whether it's coming to fighting? I know that's a hard one. That's a hard one to answer. Whether it's coming to fighting, what, if it's about life, just give me one advice, or if not one, many that someone has told you that has stuck with you.
1: Hmm. Uh, well, I think the best advice I've ever gotten was from a clinical psychologist named Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have heard of him. Um, um, but I think he should be more mainstream than he is. Right. Um he has these 12 rules for life and that seems really cliché like of course there can't be 12 rules for life. Right. But it's it's just the beginning. It's there's very simple rules and his first rule which changed a lot of stuff in me was simply stand up straight with your shoulders back. Yep. And as basic as that sounds it It really changes your perspective of the world around you and also people's perspective of you. Um, If you stand up straight with your shoulders back, you automatically appear more capable Mm. and more confident confident, and more controlled to the people around you. And it also mimics into your your own psyche and your own attitude, you know, by fixing Mm -hmm. your posture, simply by fixing your posture. Oh yeah. Um, you now will even have a better view of yourself, exactly, um, and telling of your own successes. And it doesn't have to be legitimate. Like you don't have to be the most successful person ever, but if you can just simply fix your posture, um, that it just goes really far with you. And uh, you know, there's in martial arts. There's so many people that have said there's more philosophy in martial arts than any Ivy League school, mm-hmm. which is hard for me to actually vouch for because you know I didn't go to an Ivy League school. But hearing from people with PhDs and many many years of experience in being with either professors or working in the university, hearing it from those people, uh, you there's so much philosophy and knowledge inside of martial arts that you won't get from normal from your normal life. And so it's hard for me to to really pin down one thing. But there's so many different like chirpings and sayings that I yeah. have that um, that are really applicable to a lot of situations mm-hmm. but Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life um, definitely had the biggest impact in kickstarting the direction that I went into um, but also throughout my whole journey and yeah. I definitely will tell you that I'll use them for the rest of my life mm-hmm. because they're very very basic uh, it's things like stand up straight with your shoulders back yep. um, uh, like it says like pet a cat when you pass one on the side of the road just understanding the beauty Mm -hmm. in life and where you can find happiness. Oh, yeah. And then nurturing that as well. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So very basic things, but it has a very profound effect. And so that's probably the best advice I've ever gotten.
0: I like that. So let me ask you this. What is one of the worst advice someone has told you? Oh, man. It can be anything funny, whatever. What is one, one, of, one of the worst advice someone has told uh, you?
1: Don't eat yellow snow. I hate it when people say <laughs> that. I really hate it when people say that. <laughs> no, my it.
0: Goodness. really,
1: really upsets me. I want to move <laughs> to a place where there's no snow so that I never have to hear that saying
0: ever. You're in the wrong state for now. You're in the wrong
1: state for that Yeah, <laughs> I, for that yeah I was born here. I didn't choose it. No,
0: yeah, no. If I, if I can get out, I would right i definitely would but hey man it was a good podcast thanks for you know joining in yeah thank you so much oh no no problem no problem any shout outs you want to give to anyone before uh shout out
1: to mitch white at la bodega fight and fitness in prior lake they they do great work out there whether it's beginning competition women's self-defense children's classes uh huge impact on the community huge impact on multiple lives check it out if you're in the area mm-hmm. but yeah Go, uh, go find a gym. It's gonna, it really will change your life.
0: Like that, I like that. Well, that's the end of this podcast. Once again, thank you for you know, coming through, and taking time out your day. Appreciate it, man. And everyone, make sure you walk it like you talk it. This is the walk and talk it podcast. I know Mac like that. One's over here smiling at that. That's good. I like that. I like that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. When well, I'm out. Peace.